Hey babies, it's Capri. And Ashley. And we're your very queer hosts to a little queer podcast. Being queer can be weird, and we're here to be your guide through the world of gay. The real gay agenda. And give you 30 minutes to an hour of queer joy, advice. Or us just being loud. Welcome to A A Little Little Queer Queer Podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Queer Pod, where we are more than, we're more than a little queer. But don't tell our moms. Please don't. Don't tell oh our moms. Oh my gosh. Come on. Ugh. Between you and me. Come on, baby. Uh, I am Ashley. <laughs> and I'm Capri. And today we are going to be getting all up into our feelings and talking about first queer breakups, man. It is uh, the most painful of milestones. I... I do remember my first queer breakup. Do you remember how old you were for your first queer breakup? So this is a hard one for me because I think a lot of my relationships, I didn't even realize were relationships until looking back on them. Mm. Like I just felt like we're just friends who like hang out and like, yeah, we kiss sometimes, but who cares? I love that that. for you. Yeah. But I was, I, I, I was younger. So I think my first real breakup, I was like 13 and I was, dating this girl, but I moved. Okay. But she told me, oh my God, wait, she told me she loved me. Let's call her Carousel. Ooh. I'm, she had me blocked on everything. She blocked me at 13. She blocked <gasps> me on everything and still has not unblocked me. Shit. It's fine. I haven't thought about it every day. Oh, yeah. past 10 years. You're so <laughs> I'm, good. I'm grown. You're great. It's fine. I'm over it. <laughs> I moved from Florida to California and the day I moved, she was like, I'm in love with you. Oh. And I was like, I don't, I don't live here anymore. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So I guess that was my first one, but I I didn't I wasn't I wasn't where she was. Yeah. And then I got ghosted recently, and that one was sad. Mm. And then me and Angel are going strong, but yeah, I was there. I let you know. No, no, no. Locked in. Ain't no switching up. Angel's here forever. Yeah, yeah. But it, it. I guess my relationships with with Sapphix has been mostly like either it hasn't been a relationship relationship. Or, like, it's been, like, we're dating, and then we kind of fall off. Yeah. Like, it's never been. Or, you know, like, it hasn't been It hasn't been anything where I've had my first. And I've been heartbroken by dating and falling off, but I wouldn't say it's a breakup. Because a breakup to me feels really, like, official, you know? Mm, okay. Okay, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I have had a few really significant breakups. My first queer breakup. I would say my first queer breakup was a series of breakups because in true Mm. teenage dating fashion, it was an on again, off again relationship over the course of three years that started when I was like 16, 17 and ended when I was like, yeah, 20, 21. That's like a, that's a big part of life. Yeah. To like, yikes. No, it was huge. And the recovery process or (laughs) the way that I chose (laughs) to try to recover um was was something and then my worst breakup was like five five or six years ago and that was a lot and then recent more recently i guess in the last couple years lauren and i broke up we were together for two years we broke up and we were not together for about a year Uh, well so officially not in a relationship for a year but you you know how we do you know how yeah but did you but did you uh, what? I was like, what? <laughs> what's going on with you two over there? That's a gray area, you uh, know? You know what I'm saying? But did you, when you and Lauren first broke up, yeah. like, did you, well, you because you only broke up once, right? Correct. Great. Okay. Love that. And it's going to stay once. Yes. Um, <laughs> just saying, um, was it like, did you know that you were going to get back together eventually? Like, did you know in your body? Lauren knew. Lauren, <gasps> Lauren knew. I was very much of the mindset. I, I, I like did not want to hold that as a possibility in my mind mm. because that was That's something painful. that really held me back in my healing process previously. Yeah. And so when you like, or at least for me, the other breakups that I'd had, when you try to hold on to the idea that like, we're going to get back together, this isn't the end. It can drag out that process because you, when When something is ending or when you think something is ending, you have to get to the point of like allowing yourself to accept that this might really be the end and that even if it doesn't feel okay right now, it will be okay. And if that ends up not being the case, that's great. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. And everything works out the way that it's supposed to. But if you are saying that, okay, I'm moving on from this, I'm going to be fine, I'm focusing on me while still holding on to the idea that you're going to get back together with this person, then you're not really moving on, right? Yeah, and so, that's fair. 
yeah that's good that you do that for yourself like yeah being like no it took it took it took a lot of practice uh that many you know, <laughs> many many heartbreaks have gotten me to this point um and so i am grateful that i can now uh approach i don't i hope i don't have to approach a breakup again or definitely not anytime soon now being a little bit more seasoned <laughs> around those things um yeah. i feel like i have a much healthier approach than I used to, especially when it came to my first queer breakup. Yeah, and so I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to give whatever tips, affirmation, comfort that we can provide because we know that it's hard. It's always hard, but the first one hits something different. It's so weird. Like, I think about my my queer heartbreak, and it's been so much, because I just was so naive about my queerness for so long. Even when I knew that I was bi- and the women that are the sapphics that I was like enjoying spending time with were like open about also being queer. It never came across in my head that like they wanted to be with me or that we were together. Mm. So I just, I just know that heartbreak in the sense of so deeply being like, Oh, they don't want to be my friend anymore mm. and feeling it like that. Yeah. And I, and that's for me when people are like, Oh yeah. Friendship breakups are like worse, worse than like, romantic breakups i'm like no i think y'all might actually have just been having actual breakups with people right and like you just don't, because for me it it like yeah those those are the worst no that's those real suck but i think those are just because i just didn't know i was like actually falling for a person yeah until like the end which sucks because it's always a thought of like oh i would have done this differently yeah but i also think that idea that you know friendship breakups are the worst because they absolutely can be. I I wish that that helped guide people back to the point of all love is love. All love is equal love because you're right. (laughs) There are plenty of friendship breakups that do hurt worse than romantic breakups because that love is just as real and Mm. should be like celebrated just as much. We are, we're conditioned to like only focus on our romantic dynamics with people. And then you're like shook when you're heartbroken, when you lose your friend, it's like, no, because that's love too. It's all love. That's a breakup. Right. You broke up. Right. It's okay to mourn a breakup just because society is like, weren't you sleeping with them though? Because if you weren't sleeping with them, then maybe they just weren't that important to you. Right. No, hate that. Hate that. Absolutely. No, me too. Mourn, grieve. Yeah, that's actually my big, my biggest, my biggest word of advice for people when they're going through their first breakup, when they're going through a breakup, is to allow yourself to feel the feelings. Like, do not, I know, oh man, like it is so easy to want to run away from it, to want to numb it down. Um, my worst breakup, I think I talked about this in the podcast before, when I was really like in the thick of it, there was like a two, three week period where I had to drink myself to sleep every night. Because it was, hurts my heart. Yeah, it was, it was one of those pains where like I was, your heart hurt so much that like you were in physical pain. And I was like, I cannot do this. I need to feel anything else, even if it's closer to nothingness and just escape. But all that did, even if it seemed like it was helping me in the short term, it really just prolonged my healing experience like it took me a lot longer to get where I needed to be because I was trying to run from the feelings and you gotta like sit in the discomfort which sucks it sucks Mm -hmm. when you're going through it but it's like yo cry uh scream if you have (laughs) areas in which you can scream break rooms are a thing now which is great all over the place dude I love that that's a thing amazing I have gone time of my life um, go break some shit. Go break some shit in a safe, controlled way, like whatever you need to do. And know that like, not only is it okay, but it's also temporary. And that sounds like bullshit when you're going through it. Because when you are in the midst of the painful feelings, it feels like it's never going to end. But it will. Like it will. And the more that you sit in that, the closer you get to that finish line. But if you are running around out here, what did I also say? I said uh, rebounds also prolong the process. Y'all. Do they really? Yeah, I I don't think, I mean, okay, my personal Uh, opinion, I think everybody, uh, get down how you get down, right? Whatever helps. Not get down how you get down. (laughs) I mean, you know, be responsible, practice consent, and make sure everybody knows where you're at emotionally and mentally, right? Mm -hmm. But like... Yeah, that whole, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody new. I, I don't know. That's not true. And also starting a relationship with somebody else, being like, oh, like, 
what made you want to go on a date? You know, because well, right. I wanted to get over my ex. But I will say I I have in the past, not anymore, I'm reforming, tended to be somebody where when I got my heart broken, it was like, okay, I'm going to go on Tinder or Bumble right. or her or something and see like how many cute people swipe right on me and I can swipe right on so I still feel like I have value. Yes. Yes. And Probably that's the real. same thing. Yes. And I think that's, I think it's so interesting because I think there can be... Like a little bit of, uh, I don't know where this accent keeps coming from. I need to put it away. A little of it. My God. I'm done. So sorry. So sorry. Um, wow. But I do feel like there is a happy medium because I'm not going to knock you getting a little confidence boost. Like if you want to go on and you want to swipe and you just mm-hmm. need to remind yourself you're a bad bitch and that other people think you're eh. a bad bitch, period. Do that. But when it comes, when it trickles down into, okay, now you're out on dates now you're like getting all emotionally involved in somebody else and you haven't even healed from your last person. Ah, oh, especially if you were a monogamous person. Ah, ooh, I, I don't know that that's the best move. I say this as somebody who I say my first queer breakup and how I chose to try to recover from that was messy because that breakup is responsible for a whole other relationship that I got into that I had no business being in because I was just trying to prove to myself that I could be with somebody who wasn't my ex. And it's like, that's, and it did not go well. It did not go well. I really wanted it. I really, really wanted it, but it's like that I wasn't in it for the right reasons. And I feel like so many people make those same mistakes, especially when we know we are queer people, okay? We are already fighting these U-hauling allegations and we're not beating them, mm. okay? Because we do mm. it. No. We do it. No. And so when we know that we're already built because that it's way. it's fun and it works. Yes, it can. Yeah. Not always. Let's That's proceed true. with caution. I have, listen, proceed Capri, with me. I'm like, everyone should. Capri is literally, you are, um, you know in, what is it? He's just not that into you. When mm. they're talking about like your friend who's the exception to the rule, Capri is the exception to the rule. Okay, <laughs> you guys need to be careful. Okay, Capri <laughs> found a literally one in a million partner who is absolutely amazing, I incredible. Lucked out. I lucked out so hard. Yeah, I mean, have you seen those video where it's like your friend who's never been rejected once giving you advice on how to talk to somebody that you're attracted to? I'm dead. And it's like walk up to them, hit them. Turn around. Yes. When they confront you, say, that wasn't me. Yeah. That was her. <laughs> then wink at them. <laughs> yeah. Literally you giving advice about you hauling. You, guys, we gotta, we gotta consider the source. Okay. And not to say that there aren't plenty of people who U hauling does work for. It can. Yeah. Absolutely. But we also know. But it also know, can't. Right. We know the horror stories. Be and safe. Be safe. We know that it's what we do. So if we know that we do that when we're in like a good state emotionally, if you're already vulnerable, be so, 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 so careful who you're just jumping be into situations with, right? Be, uh, be so intentional. And more than like being so ready to try to be validated by somebody else, right? To, to, to jump back into that, take that energy that you were just pouring to somebody else and, and give it back to you, right? Remember that Ooh. you are deserving of that. Like, you are all of that love, all that affection. Like, take yourself out. Like, buy yourself mm. some flowers. Get yourself something cute. Get cute just for you. Go surround yourself with love. That is always instrumental for me. But especially my first breakup. But, like, breakups in general. Surround yourself with love. Because that also helps in terms of the whole avoiding the the rebound thing, right? Because you're focusing on more romantic love, more romantic attention. But when we remember that like all love is love, then you can find equal validation. You can find equal affirmation from your friends, from your family. If you have healthy relationships with your family, I hope that you do. If you Mm -hmm. don't, circle back to that friend point. If you don't see C-section one, friendship. Right. And if you don't feel comfortable, I know for me in breakups, I, I... being alone is hard at first, especially if it is like a longer term relationship or, you know, this was somebody, maybe you were in a U-Haul situation, you guys, or we're gay, okay? So you probably were spending most of your nights with this person, let's be real. And, and probably most of your days as well. Right, which is okay. Hey, but then, yeah, it's, get back into adult sleepovers, okay? My friends are down. You don't want to be alone? You ain't got to be alone, babe. Don't yeah. think that you, like you're not in this alone and there is so mm-hmm. much love around you and it's easy to feel it's easy to feel like you're alone when you yeah. are dealing with the loss of somebody who you cared a lot about. But you're not, 
I promise you're not. And yeah, the more that you surround yourself with the healthy kind of love, the less likely you are to fall back into something that is not going to serve you in the long term. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And also I found in my life too, when I started surrounding myself with love and really being the kind of love that I wanted to have in my life Mm -hmm. is when I found my partner. Yes. Is when she, they apparated out of thin air. Literally that. Like, hi. And I was like, okay. Literally. Because I I no longer needed someone to do that for me. I just was. Right. And that attracts people to you, the right people to you. Yes. Versus when you're trying to get that from other people. Yeah. And that's something that sounds like bullshit when you're going through it too, right? Like It's such bullshit. Yes. And it's like, fuck me, right? Literally, no. fuck me. Sorry. Yeah. But like, it's true. It's so real. Yeah. It's so and real. And if you're going through it, yeah, I know you're going to be like, fuck Capri. That's whatever. Be the kind of love you want to get away. Right. But yeah, you, you will see. And that's why people like, there's like a weird statistics where it's like, if you want to find like your soulmate, get a dog first. Mm. Because like the love that you have just with you and your animal, it is enough to attract like an ideal partner who will also add into that love. It's wild. Look it up. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not crazy. Crazy is an ableist word. It's kook. That's crazy. It's, 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 it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It's, it's so ridiculous. Wild. Thank you. Yeah. Always here. Always here for you, friend. Mm. No, that is so real. And yeah, the right love will find you when it's meant to, which sounds like corny bullshit, but it's true. And you know what's what else sounds like bullshit and is actually probably the most infuriating thing to hear here when you're dealing with any kind of healing, but especially when you're going through a breakup and shit, is that healing isn't linear. That, mm. I hate it. It's okay to hate it, but it is so real. You could be having the time of your life today and you're like in shambles tomorrow. It 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 hits you at weird points. Also, you don't know what's going to affect you until it does. Yeah. And so you just have to be patient with yourself in that and know that like you're not, you know, uh, checking off things on a list. Like there's no graph for this. Uh, it's not like a 10, 10 step plan. Or program you just got to ride it out which mm-hmm. a lot of this uh, it sounds repetitive it's it sucks it does but when people say time heals all i know another fucking corny uh saying but it's true you just do have to give it time ride the wave ride the wave yeah and i i know from my own experience with like breaking up with partners uh that were not sapphic but like just other partners where there's nothing better than seeing the name pop into your phone and feeling nothing mm. anymore. And that really does take, it's just, it really is a, it's a time thing. It's a filling your life with other things so much so that you can't obsess over this one person. And that's really, it's so liberating to finally feel that because the weight is like lifted off. Yeah. You know? But no, it's just a lot. It's a lot to have one person have so much control over your emotions and all the things that like, I should have said this and I should have done this. And if I see them again, I'm going to say this. And no, I have this like bottle of water and that's their brand of bottle of water that they would drink. (laughs) And I hate it. And I'm going to burn it. I remember this guy, (laughs) I was, listen, I used to be wild. This guy gave me a bear. Um, he won me a bear at a state fair Mm -hmm. and Hey, I got bars. Um, and he (laughs) was texting this girl who went to my school, like how beautiful she was, how much she wanted to see her. All this kind of stuff. Excuse? And then one day we were both like, he, she came up to me and she was like, can I show you these? And like showed me. He had me looking so <gasps> stupid. He had me looking so stupid. Yeah, it was rough. And he got me a bear that he won for me. And I just massacred it. I just killed it. I cut up with scissors. I stabbed it. Not like, you know, to be like, this is what it would be like if he was here. I just wanted to right. kill the bear. I just yeah. didn't want any, any connection of like, his love in my house. So I just destroyed the bear and then I threw it in the trash and I was like, bye bear. And I think I sent him a picture of like it in a trash can. Yeah. No, the bear had to die. I understand completely. The bear had to not be in my home. That is so. The bear could not take up space. Yes. That is so real. And also so important because yeah, you got to get rid of this stuff. You got to get rid of this stuff. And don't do the thing. Oh my God. I have so many stories. Don't do the thing where it's like, Hey, like, you left your earring in my car. Oof. You should probably get it. Yeah. Been if, there. If they want if they wanted it, they would have they would have came and gotten it already. Don't use it as an excuse to try to see them. Yep. Don't 
Stop trying to see them after you break up. Oof. Stop it. Wow, you're talking to me. Stop yelling at me. Relax. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm talking to young to my younger self. I remember I my so my my dad does does card like uh, tarot cards a lot, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want playing cards. And and everyone in my family is like very witchy like that. Remember, I was I broke up with this guy, and I I was like, it's gonna work. We're gonna get back together. It's gonna be fine. And I kept pulling the upside down lovers. Like I, I played it. I pull, I pulled the cards like five times, and I kept pulling the same card. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, great. Well, this seems we're not going to get it together. So I'm just going to post all the sad Instagram stories that I can of all the Tumblr quotes that are like, "We said soulmates, but maybe not in this lifetime." Uh, or like, "I'll see you in the next life, my love." And my dad literally t- screenshotted it from my story and texted me, "Stop it." I love your dad. I what a king. Wow. He said, I'm going to save you from yourself right now. This is a no. He said, no more. No more. You're done. You're done. That is so real. That's so real. But yeah, you have to, you have to get rid of the stuff. You, I used, I also used to be one of those people who, and I think it's normal. Okay. So if you've done this, like, don't feel embarrassment. Don't feel shame. It's a part of the learning process. It's okay. Yes. Like we are all here in this together. But yeah, I absolutely used to be one of those people who was using the stuff as an excuse to like see each other multiple times after we broke up and keep talking and keep it's like no I knew that I was maturing when I in my worst breakup I just threw all of it away I was like I love that you don't need it back because I've had it for years (laughs) I got it you've had it for so long it's been in your car for months right like either I've had it for years they were gifts they don't need them back like throw it away get rid of it you don't need to you don't need to continue being in contact with that person because it is only going to make it worse and that is so real especially if this is somebody who i mean either way when you break up you no contact is the best course of action and that's really hard it's really hard especially for us queer folk um but yeah, you got to go no, no contact. And I say, especially if this is somebody who you do hope can remain in your life, you need that period of time to be broken up, to not be talking, to not be worried about what they're posting or them look, checking your story, whatever. You need that buffer so that you can actually give yourself the time and space to heal. Because if you don't, like that wound's never going to close. It won't. And then you guys are just always going to be in this like weird, like unhealthy gray area. And it's not going to be good for either of you. So you have, you have to cut it off. And that doesn't mean, I know there's like a lot of fear in that, especially at first when you're like, no, but I love this person. And I like, I like, they're my best friend. I still want them to be my best friend. They can still be your best friend. Like they, they you can guys, be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But y'all need that time first. You absolutely need that time. I've been in especially with my first breakup where I had to be the one to create that boundary because we were best friends for years and she wanted so badly to just immediately be able to go, no, we can just be friends. We can just be around each other. And I'm like, but no, no, like you're hurt. I am also hurt. And our relationship looks different now. And so we have to grieve and mourn our relationship the way that it was that doesn't mean we can't create a new one but not right now you you gotta leave each other alone it's it's hard (laughs) it's definitely hard i understand yeah not all love is romantic love but you can't go from being like i want to wake up next to you every morning the love of my life like i want to be with you to like no we're just besties and like i can see you with your girlfriend right like it's not you can't and and if you think i mean maybe some people can i can't i think that's a little you're overestimating your skills Yes. And I also think that you can get caught up in like wanting to prove that you're over it. And oh, yeah. that comes like that desire to like push them. Like, no, like I'm fine. Like we can be friends. We can be friends right now. I listen. I was over it so long ago. Right. Are you not over it? I've been right. over it. Are you over right. it? Like, like there's some weird yeah. unspoken competition breakups. Like the first person to move on, like wins. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. You're not in a race. Like, you don't have anything to prove to anybody. You can be hurt, upset, angry, whatever about it as long as you need to be. Or beyond that, maybe you're, you don't even feel any of those things. And that's still not a relationship that you want to have in your life anymore. You keeping them around doesn't prove that, like, you're good or you're better or you're, like, some super evolved person. Like, there's beauty and boundaries. We love boundaries. Ooh. 
I love a good boundaries are sexy. We I love a good boundary. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Love yes. it. If you never talk to them again, that is okay. Like it's painful. It sucks. But like it's okay. If if that's your choice, if that's how things end up, you'll be all right. Something that I had to constantly remind myself during my worst breakup is that I was okay before this person. So I will be okay after them. And I had to tell myself that even when I very much did not believe it. Because especially when you've been with somebody for like a significant period of time, it's hard to even remember your life before that. Like, I know that I had one. I know that I was doing things. I know that I had friends. I know that I was out here. I definitely was right. alive. I didn't, yeah, at some point. I didn't just yeah. pop up here. But when you get so wrapped up in somebody, so wrapped up in your relationship, like you are no longer able to picture your life without them. And then when you have to face that, it's like, oh my God, I don't know what this would even look like. But it's like, you have to remind yourself, like you have to do it every single day. You were okay before them. You will be okay after them. And it just, it doesn't feel like it in the moment, but you will. I promise you will. Struggling back to the social media points. Now, this is to each their own because we all do it and like it's totally okay. But when it comes to like sub posting, like what you were just talking about, posting on your story. Oop. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. No, I did that. We, I'll still do that. We, yeah. We all do it. We all do it. Oh. And it's okay it. because, yeah, you feeling your feelings, share your feelings however you want. But when you are sharing like that poem that you saw or you're retweeting that. <laughs> no. No. It's not going to bring them back, Bibby. It's not. And... They're not going to read it and go, you know what? Maybe I did make right. a mistake. It never... Uh, well, I guess I can never say never because I haven't lived every life experience. But I guess I'll say in my personal experience, I don't know about in yours, it's never brought them back for me. It's not the poem. Yeah, the, the poem won't no. do the thing. No, 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 no. Not that it's not going to be the video. And even if they read it, like if the best case they read it and they go, okay, right. she, they're sad, right. you know? Right. But the best thing that you can do is blocking because when you block them, <gasps> oh. I know, I know, I know, I don't want to hear, I know. It. I don't hear I know. it, especially on social. I'm not even necessarily saying you always have to block their number. Like that's up to you. I think that's a case by case kind of situation. Blocking on social media is, is worse than blocking yeah. their number. Is it worse? <laughs> Wait, I don't even want to see your face. I don't want to see what you look like yeah, man. in your face anymore. It's like, Oh, that's sad. No, but you're so right. It's just, it's a hard truth. And I didn't, yeah, it's like, I say that as if I'm, I'm going dead. through a breakup I know. right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually just, we're just doing this episode for Capri. It's not for anybody else. Don't even, you better knock oh, on you're wood so right, right now. Do you hear it? Do you hear me Thank knocking? You. Okay, I heard well, it. I'm just dunk, dunk, making dunk. sure that everybody heard the wood knocks because I would never speak such ill will. But. Everybody, if you're listening to this, knock on wood no, right for now. real. See, in my opinion, I think it's worse to have your number blocked than it is to be blocked on social media because it, when you block your number, that's like, don't ever fucking talk to me or maybe you just don't want to be talked yeah. to right now but i feel like that's like as harsh as you can get like don't even call me in an emergency yeah. situation you know what i mean like that's do lose my that's number. a lot that's a lot but if you need to do that that is a lot especially depending on why you broke up whatever was going on by all means please block i love a good block when it's necessary oh my gosh man you need to you need to put that wall up but I do recommend, yeah, I do, yeah, do. I do recommend a block. If you're not, if you feel like a block is a little too strong, you could do a mute, Oops. right? You could hide the posts. Um, mutes have saved my life yes. so much because it doesn't tell people that you've mute, but you've essentially blocked them unless you right. look them up. Mutes are, guys, yeah, mute everybody. Yeah, it's a little bit softer. Mute everybody. It's the gentle approach, but you're still putting up that gentle, like that boundary for yourself because you don't need to see it and they don't need to see your stuff either i'm a fan of hiding your story posts because then i know that like if i am sub posting or whatever it really is for me like i'm just in my feelings and i just need to be in my feelings by myself or with my people or whatever i'm not posting things hoping that you'll see them and then you'll text me or you'll want to call me or you'll you want to get back to like no i love a good hidden story i love a mute but i really love a block i'm not gonna lie I think it's the best. And and even if you, you can articulate, like you can let them know, hey, I think it's best that we block each other or I'm going to block you. It's like, it's like no bad blood. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It's no bad blood. 
I just need to like enforce this boundary because I need to give myself time to heal from this. That's totally fine. I love that. Yes. I, you're very much Communication is key. Especially again, if this is somebody who hopefully you didn't end like on bad terms. Yeah. Yeah. If it was something where like you were hurt or wronged or whatever, then I say fuck them. I'm, I'm, I'm pro fuck them. Matter of fact, yeah, on, on, on the note of fuck them, if you are dealing with a breakup from somebody who has mistreated you in some way, I want you to know, one, it is not your fault. You did nothing to deserve this. There is nothing that you could do differently to stop someone from mistreating you. If they want to mistreat you, they will. If somebody, they yeah, that, that that is not on you. That has everything to do with them. Nothing to do with you. There's nothing more you could have done to make them kinder or more respectful or not lie to you. That's not you. That's their character flaw. And hopefully those are things that they will unpack and heal from on their own time. But also, I know it's easy. I feel like dating in general, but especially as queer people, especially in your first queer relationship, to come at it from a scarcity mindset. And when, when you find somebody and you're like, I did it, right? Like somebody likes me they sees they they sees me okay they they see me like they they want me and then maybe it's going really well or maybe you're just wrapped up in it and then you you start to tell yourself you know somewhere then somewhere along the way the narrative has become that like nobody else will love you the way that they did or that they do this is the only person this is my shot this is my shot at actually being loved and i cannot tell you how much of a lie that is it is such a lie like literally just watch the queer ultimatum. See how people were like, this is my person. I have to push through it. I have to make it work. And the second they saw Mal, they were like, never mind. Actually, I think I could actually move on with anybody. I think I can make it work. There are so many people who are, who could be your ideal partner. Yes. There are so many ways this could go in this lifetime mm-hmm. and all of the other lifetimes. There's so many other ones. So like this one person who's, who's treating you shitty is not the be all end all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Literally any dating show ever. And it's so funny because they're like the most popular, like, uh, genre of (laughs) reality TV show. And yet, like, we can watch things like The Bachelor and watch people date 30 people and say, I love you to four different women. Yeah. And fall in love. I love polyamory. Right. And then you're still like, but there's only one person for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, but I have to, but I have to pick one. Mm. And this, and if I mess it up, it'll be the biggest mistake I ever make in my life. Mm. Girl, calm down. You just said I love you to three other people five minutes ago. You, you, there are other ones who could, it could, you, and and the thing that pisses me off about Bachelor, sorry, going off in the Bachelorette. Please do. Is that like, it is always like, yeah, like I have, this is, if I make, is this the biggest, they always pull this shit. Every time. Like I can't choose, like, is this the biggest mistake of my life? Am I about to make the biggest (laughs) mistake of my life? And then when they break up with the person they picked, you know who they're seeing the week before? Mm. I mean, the week after? Every time. You know who they're seeing the week after? Every time. They're seeing the, they're seeing the runner-up. Yep. Or the second runner-up. Yep. Because there's so many options. Right. There's so many options. Right. Do not settle for someone who treats you like shit. No. No. You don't have to work everything out. Right. And even, not even just somebody who doesn't treat you like shit, like, absolutely do not settle for that. But even beyond that, like, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes it just does. Sometimes you both love each other. You both like each other. You both respect each other. And still your relationship doesn't work out. And that is okay. I feel like that's probably one of, in my opinion, one of the most painful breakups to have to go through is when nobody technically does anything wrong. And you do, you have built this really strong bond together, but you just know that you're not happy. You're not as happy as you could be. That's so hard. Mm -hmm. Also, Really, there's something really beautiful about that because it's like, okay, yes, you could love this person and they could love you back. And you know what? That might not work out. But there are 7 billion people on the planet. There are so many other people who are going to love you, who are going to like you, who are going to treat you well, who you're going to vibe with. And you get to experience that. Like, don't don't deprive yourself of that because you are hanging on to the idea that there is only one person in this life for you. Sure, in theory, I I do understand what's romantic about that. And I, especially as a kid or like as a teenager, that was something that I was like, yes, soulmates. Like, mm-hmm, there's one person who I'm going to be with. Till the, like, there's somebody out there who was made just for me. I do hear the, the romanticism around that. But I think it's so much more romantic and cool and beautiful and powerful to be like, we are two people who know that there are plenty of other people that we could be with, but we're choosing each other, 
right? We choose each other in this moment, and we're going to keep choosing each other. Yes, until it's no that's longer so mutually beneficial. Hopefully that day doesn't huh? come, but if it does, then that's okay. And then we're going to choose other people and and honor that and, and love each Like, that's so beautiful and amazing and powerful. And it's the abundance mindset behind love. Yeah, Right? Because when you box yourself into that scarcity mindset, that is part of what makes your first breakup or any breakup so fucking brutal. Because in your mind, you're like, oh my God, this is the only person who, this, I was just telling this person they're my person. I was just telling this person they're my soulmate. And if they don't love me, then who's going to love me now? I remember my first bad breakup. I was like, I would be okay being their side chick. Yo, I remember being in that place. That's so real. That's a, it's a deep, dark place Mm -hmm. where you're like, any way that this person wants me. If this person still wants me, I'd be with this person. Yeah, that is, oh man. Yeah, my worst breakup, my most toxic relationship, there was a lot of like, I got cheated on, but I was still like trying to deal with them in the midst of them, like dealing with some, the person who they cheated on me with a whole, just so much shit happened because I was like, whoa, yeah, no, it was dealing with the person they cheated on you with. Yeah, it was, man, that was such a brutal time in my life. Also, Yeah, it was really hard for so many reasons. But I was doing that same thing where I'm like, no, I'm going to hang on to this. I'm going to figure this out because, like, I thought this person was my person and, like, they were it for me. And if I don't have them, like, who's going to love me like this again? But especially when you're dealing with a situation where you are being treated like shit, uh... Who's, I hope nobody ever loves you like this again. I, I yeah. I hope I hope you don't get treated like this right. again. I hope you find someone who treats you very nicely, right. and very differently than this person is treating you. Right. Please. I'm 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 begging for that for you. But I think especially with your first heartbreak, you don't know that this isn't how relationships are supposed yes. to feel. Like it isn't supposed to hurt that bad. Yes. But you don't know that because yes. you are so in it. That's so real. Yeah. Guys, struggle love is not love. That's not a thing. When you are seeing those couples, also, if your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your whoever, if they ever post a happy birthday post, a happy anniversary post to you, and the entire caption is them talking about all of the things that you've been through together and the ups and downs, the ups and, downs and you're my ride or die. Yes. And how you're their greatest headache and the biggest pain in the ass, but they love you anyways. If if my girlfriend ever said to anybody, Mm-mm. but even online, especially online, that I was her greatest headache, Mm-mm. that's that is an insult. That's somebody insulting you. Yes, you don't want that. That is not love. And there are so many people who you could be with who are not going to feel that way about you, who are not going to treat you that way. But I am also guilty of falling into that trap where it's like, yeah, no, we're supposed to, like, it's okay that we fight all the time because we make up and, like, that's how we're getting stronger together. No, no, of course you're going to butt heads, right? And there are going to be things that you disagree about, but you should be able to communicate through that. You're learning each other, right? You're learning your communication styles. You're figuring it out. But you should never be in a point of disrespecting each other. When there's a lack of respect for me personally, I don't think that you can have love without respect. And Absolutely. if this person is is not respecting you, if you are not respecting them, if you're screaming at each other, you're calling each other names, all the things, that's not love. That's not love. That's not a good time. That's not what your relationship is supposed to look like. And it's okay. Like you're not asking for too much or expecting too much because those aren't the things that you want for yourself. Yeah. Like it is never a bad thing to know what you deserve. In fact, please take the time to get there, especially in the time after a breakup. That's why you have to redirect that love to yourself so that you can sit and figure out, okay, what do I want? What do I not want? Like, and beyond just somebody, somebody to be there. I just don't want to be alone, right? It's so okay to be alone. You have to get comfortable being alone. And being alone doesn't have to mean, like, being alone and being lonely are two different things. Like, there's a lot yeah. of power in enjoying your own company and being able to, like, sit at home and watch a movie or sit at home and read a book or go on or walks, paint, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, and not need to constantly be distracted by other people or other things. Like, when you get to that level of comfortability in yourself, sometimes the catalyst need, has to be, like, pain, which sucks. It doesn't, it, it, that is not always the case, but when it is... It, you can turn into something beautiful, like learning how to be comfortable with yourself. Because when you come from that space of power, like, 
you're, oh my God, I can't even, I'm getting goosebumps because <laughs> just thinking about like when I finally got there for myself, like you feel like a fucking Avenger. Like you are <gasps> the badass and all badasses. Um, you can do anything because you're not going to be moved by just anything. And yeah. you're not going to, you, you're, you're not going to fall for the same old BS, right? Like you're not going to get back into those same patterns where you're being manipulated, where you're settling for less, um, where you're compromising on your, on your beliefs and your mm-hmm. core values. Like when you are good with just you, then you can do anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Key to the universe, especially to your romantic relationships. And it can be hard to see that as an opportunity when you're going through your breakup, right? And you're feeling heartbroken and all of the things. But as time goes on, when you are starting to be able to build yourself up a little bit, see the beauty in that opportunity. That like, no, this is actually your time to become the baddest bitch you've ever been in your entire life. And then you're just going to keep getting badder and badder and like hotter and hotter and smarter and sexier. And it's just going to be like ridiculous. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, I can't even, I can't even handle it. And for me, like, I think the real mark of when you feel like, or at least when I feel like I'm starting to heal or when I've like really, ooh, I'm doing some shit beyond just the when you can see their name and feel nothing is when you can listen to that song, right? When you, when you can listen to that song and it doesn't hurt anymore, like you Man. can sing it and smile. I remember the first time that I could listen to that song and smile and I literally started crying because I was so happy because it didn't hurt. Mm. I didn't just want to hit skip. I didn't want to pretend that it didn't exist. Like I could sit there and sing the whole thing and it felt like mine again. When you get to that point, wow. oh my gosh. That's so empowering to be like, this is actually my song. Yes. It's not yours. You didn't take it. Right, right. You get to take your ownership of those experiences back. The, those places that you love, the the clothes that you love, whatever the things were that you didn't want to look at anymore or that you wanted to get rid of. No, they're yours. They're yours. And this might be simpy, but like- The only ownership that we have, like, we don't have ownership of people, right? We don't have ownership Mm -hmm. of most things in this life. We only have ownership of our experiences. And so, like, Mm -hmm. cherish those. Like, you... Why is that simpy? How could that come off simpy? I mean, I don't know. I I just think sometimes I say soft things. And... Yeah. A little cornball. I am. I'm a little little soft girl. But, yeah, like, even if it didn't end the way that you wanted it to, you still got to have what were hopefully beautiful experiences with someone. Yeah. And that's amazing. And, and one of the things that have helped me so much when it comes to my relationships with people and just experiences in general is knowing that something does not have to be forever for it to be meaningful. Yes. Like something doesn't have to last forever for it to have been a beautiful and impactful experience Yeah, in your life. And it hurts because we think of the happily ever after forever and always like that's what we're taught is that, you know, when you love, it's forever. Mm-hmm. But love doesn't have to be forever Mm-mm. to be love. Mm. Relationships and experiences don't have to be forever for them to have been significant. So even though it didn't last forever, it doesn't mean it's insignificant or that it's nothing. Right. You know, just meant it was that period. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. And even, like, getting to the place that I am in now, at, when I was mm. going through my first breakup, when I was going through my worst breakup... I was having a shit time. I hated, <laughs> I hated most of it, but I would not change a single thing. I wouldn't change a single thing. Um, I learned a lot, which sounds like bullshit, but it's true. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot that has impacted the way that I carry myself in all of my relationships now and just as a person. But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really grateful for those experiences. I'm grateful even for the ones that hurt, the the relationships I'm not as fond of looking back on. I'm still grateful. And I I know it can be annoying. This is very, very thank you next of you. Right? Isn't it? <laughs> but I know it can be annoying when you're going through the thing and you're like, uh, like actually I don't want to learn another lesson. I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm yeah. all learned out. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. educated on this subject. Yes, Thanks. I'm good. But so many of my breakups, I say so many, I've only had like 
three or four. Anyways, but all the, bre- the hundreds, <laughs> all of, of the plenty of breakups with the lots of people that I date all the time, all the time, all yeah. of them. I just stay dating. Nom 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 nom. Gobble them up. But all of my breakups helped me to love myself better. Mm. When I was going through it, I was so focused on the other person or whatever. Even the breakups that I initiated, I'm still like hyper-focused on the other person for some reason because just bad at letting go. When I really look back, they helped me love myself better because they highlighted all of the areas that I wasn't loving myself properly to begin with. Because Mm -hmm. if I was loving myself the right way in all of these categories, then I wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. So it's like I I needed to be there to, to learn that lesson. And even though it didn't feel great as it was happening, I'm happy that I did. Yeah. I even went there, you know. I'm grateful to be on the other side. And you you have to know that you're going to be on the other side too. We said at the beginning, we'll say it again and again, but like, it's true. Everything is temporary. And unfortunately, time is the one thing that does heal all. That's it. The distance from it, yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be better than okay. In fact, it's not just going to be okay. It's not just that you're going to heal from this, but like, You are going to be so amazing. You're already so amazing. You're going to get even more amazing. You're going to continue to be surrounded by people who love you. You're going to find new people to love you in new ways that you didn't even think possible. I know Capri and I absolutely align on this where it's like, I did not know know that I could find a partner who loves me the way that my present partner does. I did not know that Mm -hmm. this even existed. That that feeling was a real feeling. Yeah. It is truly beyond my wildest dreams. And... That is not like, as much as I do love to feel like it's one in a million, yes, it absolutely is. But also, that is out there for all of us. Yeah. If that's what you want for yourself, it's out there. And it will find you. I promise. You just have to be willing to do the work on a relationship. Relationships are about dealing with conflict healthily, are about being vulnerable, are about setting boundaries. And once you, and the best way to learn how to deal with those are to do the work in those periods where you are alone. If you have a partner, hopefully you'll have a partner who has also done the work. But if you haven't, but you really want to make this relationship work with a partner, you know the roads. Yeah. You can teach. You can you you can have healthy conflict. Even if on your end, you're just having the most fucking patience in the world. I win patience awards, bro. Mm. I'm so good. I'm so good at patience. <laughs> it's honestly a superpower that I have. I don't know how. I, I can take it. I, I tell Angel all the time when and her friends are like, you deal. You take criticism better than anyone. I can take an L like no other. I'm dead. I can take a fucking punch, dude. I do it well. But the way the the times that you learn how to deal with those are in those periods of like when things are really hard and when you're single and when you're feeling unloved and when you're like, how do I do? It's when you get really close and connected with self that you become the person that your dream partner wants to be with, mm. that you would even want to be with. Yeah. And then you're able to manifest really easily love. Yeah. That's amazing. And I agree completely. Ugh, I love that. On that note, I have nothing to add. I I feel like we have given all of the tips we possibly could at this point in time. At the end of the day, we love you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. You are and, so loved. And you're so loved. And honestly, joy could not be more underrated. Mm. Like anything you can do to bring you joy, even if it's out of schedule, even if you're like, no, I always wake up at seven, bitch, sleep in, go to bed. Yes. Even if it's like, you know, oh, I don't do TV after 1130 p. watch TV. You can't have really high productive days without allowing yourself to indulge in the days that are not the most productive. Treat your soul as well as your body, especially in those times when you're really needing extra footing like extra grounding, give yourself that so that you can emotionally bounce back faster. Not so you can find a rebound, not what I'm saying, nope. but also not against it. Do what you gotta do. But like you wanna be the, per- be your, uh, I always talk about the concept of like being your own parent and like being your own. Mm. Cause you know, I do with like family stuff where I'm like, I wish this was the situation. Yes. Yeah. And it's not. But like, what would your ideal partner do for you right now? Mm. If you were down in your dumps, would your ideal partner be like, oh, it's 6 a.m. You got to go work out, babe. Or would your ideal partner be like, I I hope you don't hate me, but I turned off your alarm because you looked really sleepy like you needed to go to bed. <laughs> you know, what yeah. would your what would they do? And do that for yourself and be that version for yourself, because it is once you find that like love for yourself once you find that not all love is romantic love yes it's counterintuitive and it's annoying but you will attract more romantic love that's true it's true it's like magic Mm -hmm. 
It is. We be out here casting spells. I don't want to bring. <laughs> don't want to bring Ariana in this, but it is just like magic. Oh, uh, I do love that song. It's a really good song. It's hard out here for Ariana to And then I snap it. Period. Listen, Ariana, Period. what are you doing? Everywhere. Yeah, she. Uh, man, on the topic of breakups, just kidding. We won't get into her. We'll leave her I alone listen, today. <laughs> I was like, the media, media is so, especially with like all the the, the divorces going on. Dude, in media. could you imagine being that famous and then having your breakup be public? I would hate it. I would hate it. I already struggle with being perceived at this level. So I uh, <laughs> more. No, thank you. I'm so good. And having people like the. I remember when people were like, I, I, I love Tana Mojo. When people are like, oh my God, her wig, because she just got like a, a honey blonde wig instead of her normal platinum. Mm. People are like, oh my God, it's like the best PR move ever because she's in like a scandal. Oh. And she's like, it's so weird. People think I have a PR team. I'm dead. But it's so wild because it's like, oh, I'm sure with everything that's going on with all of these, like, you know, with like Joe Jonas and Sophie and all this kind of things. Like there's so many things that we're probably like, this is totally what's happening. And they're like, that wasn't even a conversation. No. What are you? I'm just what? doing stuff. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe more people do need yeah. PR teams. Here is the issue. Stop yeah. just doing stuff, guys. Yeah. Here we are. No more doing things. Nope. That's actually it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how to, how to get, how over, get break over break up. up? Stop, doing... stop doing stuff. How do you get over break up? Just get over yeah, it. Yeah. Do good stuff. Are stop doing bad stuff. Duh. <laughs> wow. Uh, bro. <laughs> you didn't know that already? Weird. Can you just... How about you just be happy, okay? Oh. Uh, triggered. <laughs> that one I got was triggered. you, huh? <laughs> <That's> triggered. <laughs> That toxic positivity got me, man. I couldn't do it. You, you'd be a, you'd be a lot happier if you just smiled, man. Come mm, on. Should I smile? Let me try that. No, you make me frown. Mm. Uh, if you're going through a breakup, I love you so much. Yes, you are. You are turning into the partner that you want to be and the person that you want to be. And this is just one one little bumpity bump bump. We love you. Uh. We I love you so love much, you baby. So, so, so much. Baby. Everything is going to be okay. It's going to be better than okay. You're going to be better than okay. You're going to be amazing because you already are. And mm. also, you cannot forget that you are, you're so hot. You're, you are burning up on the dance oh floor. Oh my God. It's shorty. Ridiculous. I literally I'm, don't know how to look at you. Mm. I look at you sweating <laughs> everywhere. Not <laughs> you, me. I'm sweating. No, <laughs> we're sweating. It's just, it's a lot. Thanks, guys. We love you. And we will see you very soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to a Little Queer Podcast. And hey, if you want more, DM us on Instagram at LittleQueerPod. Be back here next Thursday for another episode. I already miss you. Leave us a review, but only the good kind for real. For real, for real. And and subscribe. (laughs) I love you. Bye. Music by 118. Ooh.